L'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim v'levrocha. As Rabbi Gordon mentioned, this evening we have the privilege of participating in a Fabrengen. The Fabrengen includes all of you who are socially distanced and masked, and it includes thousands of people around the world and many of my good friends back home in Toronto. And the Fabrengen, as Rabbi Gordon so eloquently said, is about inspiration. Eighty-one years ago, almost to the day, my maternal grandfather, my Zaidi, Rav Chosid, Rav Ram Hecht, was sitting at the base medrash in the study hall. It was a small and sparsely furnished study hall at the time. In 1941, there were barely a minion or a minion and a half of yeshiva students in Temchet Mimim Lubavitch, the flagship educational institute of the international Lubavitch movement. Maizedeh is sitting at the table just under the, the artificial windows that can be removed where the woman would be at the time of the Rebbe's Fabrengens, where the Rebbe would sit. And suddenly, one of the Friedrich Rebbe's secretaries walks over to him, and he says to him, Avraham, the Rebbe will der Zen. The Rebbe wants to see you. My grandfather was 18 years old. It was unheard of that the Rebbe should call an 18-year-old boy in the middle of an ordinary day. My Zayda stammered, I didn't go to the mikveh today before a chassid sees his Rebbe face to face. He immerses in the mikveh seeking an added measure of purity and holiness. So Damascus said, no, go to the mikveh. <laughs> it's hard for people to believe this. But there was no mikveh in Crown Heights 81 years ago. There was a mikveh in Brownsville. The car fare to Brownsville and back would be a dollar. My Zayda didn't have a dollar. The Bachrim, the yeshiva students heard that the Rebbe wants to see one of them. They quickly made a magbis, they collected money, and they put together a whole dollar. My Zayda jumped in a taxi, immersed in the mikveh, and returned to 770. He was told to ascend to the second floor, and the Friedrich Rebbe secretary is waiting, and he says, no. My Zayda was shaking like a leaf. <laughs> he says, what? He says, Gerain, go inside. And my grandfather just didn't have 
the brevity to open the door, the mazkir, the secretary knocked on the door. He heard the Friedrich Rebbe's voice. The door opened. My grandfather was gently nudged into the room. The Friedrich Rebbe was sitting at his table. It seemed as if he was waiting, waiting to see an 18-year-old boy. The Rebbe said, Avraham, Du weist de chiluk zwischna Amerikaner chosid mit adrushaser chosid. Do you know the difference between an American chosid and between a Russian chosid? My Zayda stood in awe, waiting for the Friedrich Rebbe to continue. An Amerikaner chosid is a Zevia Spendel. Er flackert auf und er brennt sich aus. The Friedrich Rebbe said an American Chassid is like a like a splinter. Small pieces of wood. A fire is kindled a conflagration ensues, but it quickly burns out. The Friedrich Rebbe continued, a Russian chassid is a zevia kale. It's like a coal. When you look at it, when you look at it, you don't see that there's a fire within. It looks cold, gray, and ashen. Oh, but as it's blast a vintile, when a little bit of wind begins to blow, zetmin vidas brent. When a little bit of wind begins to blow, one can see how intensely it burns. The Friedrich Rebbe said to my Zayda Alavashalam, he said, Avram, du weiß was is a spendel? You know what a coal is? A, 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 a splinter is? My Zayda said, yes. Du weiß was is a curl? You know what a coal is? My Zayda said, yes. The Friedrich Rebbe said, Kens gain gesundheit. You may leave now. My grandfather came down to the base Medrash and all of his friends surrounded him. The senior teacher and spiritual guide, the Shmuel Levitin, also was in the crowd, so to speak. Was hat der Rebbe gesagt? What did the Rebbe say? And Isaiah repeated the words that he was privileged to hear from the Friedrich Rebbe. And it was apparent that these words were not only directed to my grandfather, although he had the schus, the extraordinary privilege of receiving them personally and face to face. It was a message for the fledgling yeshiva, for the young students that had begun to plant the seed 
of what would grow to the extraordinary garden that we see today. As my Zayda would tell it, Reb Shmuel said, Medafa Brengen. The Gemaras were closed. The yeshiva students sat around, Reb Shmuel Levitin, an elder, grizzled chassid. And for hours he spoke about inspiration, about inner change, about lasting transformation, and about what it is that Chassidus asks and expects from each of us. It's a fabrengen. Rabbi Gordon said it's not a spectator sport. Wherever you are, please fill your glasses. Please remove your masks. Rabbi Saizokt Lachayim. Let us say Lachayim together. Let us fabreng. Ashreinu matev chelkeinu. How goodly, how pleasant, how wonderful is our portion. How beautiful is it that we have the schus, the privilege to be chesidim of the Rebbe. The Rebbe once told a young chassid in 1950, his name was Yosher Reitzes, the Rebbe said to him, Yosher medav zayim besimcha. We have to be in a state of joy. Amir hobm maza greiser Rebbe. Umir zaynin we have such an extraordinary Rebbe and we have the privilege of spending time and perhaps our lives amongst Chassidim. L'chaim, l'chaim v'levracha. So what is Yud Shvat? What was Yud Shvat? What is it for us today? What can we glean from the extraordinary holiness, the sanctity, the spiritual power that resonates and radiates from the 10th day of Shvat? And Yud Shvat 1951, Tavshin Yudalef, the Rebbe, at a honoring and observing the Yom Hahilula, the day of passing, a day of great holiness. When a tzaddik leaves this world, the tzaddik is elevated to a different place. And as the tzaddik is elevated, all of the people with whom he had a connection, they are elevated as well. All of the things that the tzaddik puts into motion are elevated. If only we could see what a Yehim looks like. An explosion of light. A dazzling array of movement around the globe.
I was just told that Shalom, the Jewish hour, estimates having impacted and transformed to date more than 300,000 Jewish lives. An hour that can change a life. That's where your dollars are going. To an hour that changes a life, changes a family, that changes a community, that ultimately serves to change the world. And in Yud Shvat, all of this is elevated. The Rebbe comes home from a day of tefillah, of prayer, and holy introspection at the Oyel, at the resting site of the Friedrich Rebbe. Anybody who remotely imagines himself to be a chassid is there that night. <laughs> the Beis Medrash may be sparsely furnished, but it is filled with humanity, a mass of humanity. More people that a room like that could ever hold. It is said that it was a marvel that the Rebbe managed to get to his place. From my grandfather and others, I heard about the atmosphere. It was so thick, you could cut it with a knife. There was an intense energy in the room. The chassidim were looking to our Rebbe. The Rebbe had fabrenged, he had spent time teaching, uplifting, inspiring throughout the course of the year of Avelos. The Rebbe had responded to thousands of requests in both letter form and verbal interactions. People had asked him to petition heaven on their behalf. And there were many whom he did not refuse. And yet, And yet, despite the many talks, the incredible Chidushi Torah, the novelty in Torah, the words of inspiration, the advice and the guidance that so many had received, that Elam had gevolt a maimer. Chassidim wanted to hear a maimer from the Rebbe. Any wise and scholarly person can deliver a dissertation, a rumination, or a talk. Any insightful person can dispense advice. The truth is that the Rebbe wrote in one of his letters, as Yede Yid can mention, if only you bless another with an open heart and with sincerity and truth, sometimes the heavens can be open. But a mimer, only a Rebbe says. And the Elam 
the, the assembled chsidim and those who were around the world were waiting with bated breath. Would the Rebbe say a mimer? Because only the recitation, only the delivery of an original Hasidic discourse of a mimer would signal Kabbalah Sanasius that the Rebbe had accepted it upon himself. A life of service and servitude. A life of dedication and devotion. A life in which he would cease to exist as an individual and would become able to self-identify only with the needs of other Yidin and the urgent requirements of Klal Yisrael. That, my dear friends, is what was on everybody's mind on Yud Shvat. Tavshin Yud Aleph, January of 1951. And they were not disappointed. It was perhaps one of the most dramatic moments in the entirety of the Rebbe's Nesias. Clutching a copy of the Friedrich Rebbe's Maimer Bossi Ligani. The Hasidic discourse, the Maimer with which the Friedrich Rebbe had bid us farewell. The Rebbe began to read the first words of the Maimer. His eyes closed. He spilled forth his soul. The first of thousands of my marim that we were privileged to hear was delivered. What is a mimer? What is the difference? What is the distinction between a formal Hasidic discourse and the thousands of talks that the Rebbe gave? What is Chassidus Chabad? Unique amongst the array of Chassidus, so many different hyphen, different homes, so to speak, platforms, addresses in which you can find inspiration. From unique clothing to delicious foods and special music. It is only in Chassidus Chabad that the Rebbe says a mimer. Vos is a mimer. What is it? Why was it that Chassidim wanted so desperately to hear a mimer? What is contained in a mimer that is simply not contained in anything else? We Chassidim, we call a mimer Dach. It's an acronym. Divrei Elekim Chaim. The words. of our living God. The power and profundity of a mimer is something that can be captured even in technology and in modern medical instruments. In 1977, when the Rebbe suffered at Shemini Atzeres during the Akofis, a devastating heart attack. A heart attack from which Bederach Ateva 
If we look at it in natural means, he should never have recovered. The most optimistic prognosis spoke of an old man who would walk with a cane, take copious naps, and would function as a shadow of his former self. I was a child, I was a teenager, I was a fool. I didn't understand the walking miracle that there ever was in the 80s. A ball of strength, a beacon of inspiration, endless, it seemed, material and physical ability to teach, to inspire, to touch, to uplift, to move, to transform. I didn't understand it. I had young grandparents. My Zadis were in the 60s. Today I know. Today I know the miracle I viewed and saw with my own eyes. Today I understand the miracle you can all watch and see on videotape. And the first time that the Rebbe came to Fabreng after a heart attack, he was wearing... He was wearing sensors that were stuck to his chest to monitor his heart. And the doctors saw a marked difference during the delivery of a mimer. It's a different person, a different heartbeat, a different reality. I remember yet as a child, when the Rebbe would deliver a mimer, something special was happening in the room. There was a hush. A unique, a special niggin began to be sung. Everybody rose. The Rebbe's tone changed. You could hear him pour forth. I heard the Rebbe's neshama. When the Rebbe said a mimer, and that night on Yud Shvat, the Chassidim wanted to hear a mimer. So what is a mimer? My friends, you and I have a range of experiences. Emotional experiences, intellectual experiences, the five senses. There are things we taste, things we see, things we touch. And things we're able to hear. There are things we can feel and things we can understand. And for each of these there is a unique backdrop. For each of these there is a, if you will, a unique set of experiences through which we view everything that happens to us. Somebody says they're hot. We relate to them. We've been hot before. Somebody says they're cold. Oh, is it cold these days? You think it's cold in New York? <laughs> you should visit us in Toronto. Somebody says the word love. Hallmark has hundreds of cards and tens of thousands of people who choose those cards. And each means something unique. And yet, we relate because we have all loved we have all experienced the power, the profundity of love.
person who was tragically visited by loss can uniquely empathize. And one who has experienced euphoria can experience, or if not, empathize, appreciate somebody else's euphoria, joy, happiness, or sometimes sadness. We have a frame of reference. And yet we have no frame of reference for ruchnius, for spirituality. We are not spiritual beings by definition or nature. We do not understand spirituality. We don't know what spirituality is. You can't touch it. You can't see it. You can't feel it. What is it? What is spirituality? What is holiness? What is atzilis? What is bria? What is yitzira? What is the meaning of these spiritual worlds? What is the meaning of malachim? What is the meaning of an angelic reality? What does it mean? Imagine in the words of the great Rambam, a person who was born blind. Could he ever understand or appreciate the glorious colors that spill across the sky when the sun rises or sets? Can a person who was born hearing appeared ever appreciate the beauty of 101 strings in a symphony? Can one who has never had the privilege of looking into the eyes of his firstborn child empathize, understand what a father or mother knows at that moment? The obvious answer is no. How could you? You have no frame of reference. In Pelash Shesvarim, the other tributaries of Hasidus that flowed from the wellspring of the Baal Shem Tev, they maintained that kavones, that spiritual intentions, that ideas about things we can't really know or understand, it's mimenu vaholo, it's beyond us. It's for tzaddikim. We need to be mekusher. We need to be bound to a tzaddik. We need to follow the instructions of the tzaddik. We need to be elevated, inspired in the presence of the tzaddik. Tzaddik be'munose yichye. The tzaddik lives, he throbs, he resonates by the power and force of his faith. Al-tikro yichye. Our sages who had a methodology of being able to delve into the deeper meaning if you will, the pun intended in a word of scripture could understand and appreciate that Al-Tikre, don't read it as Yichye, the tzaddik does not only live by the power of his faith, but Yechaya, a tzaddik who lives with faith is able to uplift and to inspire others as well. Just being in the presence of a tzaddik is transformative. But Chassidus Chabad has a very different idea. Very different. Chassidus Chabad says that you and I can become different people. That by virtue of what we can understand, even if we don't have a frame of reference, even if we don't have the background or experience, if we can understand it in our minds on some level, it can transform us, it can change us for the better. <laughs> You know, nursery school children, they learn about Parshas Lech Lecha. I used to help my wife develop the curriculum for our nursery school. And the week of Lech Lecha was transportation. 
Transportation. Did Avraham Avinu not ride a camel? Seems he did. Did he not leave home? Did he not travel to a distant place? Does the child not understand Parshas Lech Lecha? Lech Lecha Me'artzecha. The child understands that God taught Avram and Sarah to set forth from their birthplace, from their natural habitat and their orbit of comfort. Could you compare that to the way a seasoned student studies the Chumash? Having learned Parshas Lech Lecha and having delved into the power and profundity of the first spiritual journey year after year, looking deeply into the nuances, the details. And yes, the depth of those words. Imagine a person who has studied Torah for 80 or 90 years. Imagine the depth, imagine the profundity of their understanding of Parshas Lech Lecha. And yet, to say that the child does not understand the words of Lech Lecha, Me'artzucha, is a grave mistake. The Alter Rebbe was Mechadesh. He ushered in a new concept in the Jewish world and ultimately in the general world. That by learning about spiritual concepts, by understanding them to whatever level we're capable of resonating or relating to them, it can change us. My dear friends, this is a mimer. A mimer is something that has to be learned with great devotion. It doesn't work well for the TikTok generation. It's not easy. A mimer is tremendously challenging. My dear friends, today is Yud Shvat. If I may have some boldness or brevity, I would say that Yud Shvat is the Yom Tif. Yud Shvat is the unique, unauspicious day of Iskashros. It's a day in which we all have to take pause, contemplate and think about our soul bond and connection with the Rebbe. Our connection with the Rebbe happens through a mimer. You can listen to the audio. There was a chassid who stood up. He said, the sikh is signing good. He said, the sikh is, the Rebbe's talks are amazing. And when the Rebbe said those words, there wasn't a dry eye in the room. Mirhobm. A Rebbe, they said. We have a Rebbe. I had the privilege of experiencing this in a microcosm. It was Erev Pesach, the night, the night of B'dikas Chometz. And the Rebbe hadn't said a mimer in two years. And I would sit as a boy and hear Rebbe Yel Khan Fabreng, the Rebbe and he would weep. I don't know, for Biel's crying, it's got to be something important. What did I understand? What do I understand now? What really do any of us understand? The Rebbe turned around after Tfilas Maidev was completed. We know that when the Rebbe would deliver a mimer, he would hold on to something physical so as to ground him or anchor himself. We didn't even know what that means. The Rebbe grabbed a handkerchief, 
wrapped it around his fingers and he covered his hand with a siddur. And to the best of my knowledge, it is the only mimer that ever delivered the Amida. Standing, I hate standing. But before, the Rebbe stood by the Pshtender and he said, Two words. The song. The tune. But we knew what this meant. We saw the Rebbe wrapping the handkerchief around his hand. And we knew a mimer was about to be delivered. And the Rebbe said the nigm. There wasn't a dry eye in 770. I was a kid, 18 years old. I cried like a baby. And I didn't know why. The Rebbe was saying a mimer. My dear friends, Yud Shvat is a time for us to come together in the arena of a Fabrengen. And it is not, chas v'shalom, about a speech, a lecture, a sermon. It is not at all about any kind of self-expression. A Fabrengen is a group therapy event where they used to say that what is a Hasidic Fabrengen? What is a Fabrengen? Everybody is silent. Everybody is in a sense of awe and reverence before the power, the awesome nature of this moment. Somebody is silent in audible fashion. If I may, my dear brothers and sisters, the time has come for us to return to learn Chassidus Chabad. The Sikhe is signing good. How many times do I see a young person who says, me the heart. He has to say a few words. He looks in a Shulchan Shabbos. He looks in a TikTok. A synopsis of a synopsis of a synopsis of something that ever said so that he should be able to share it. If we want to affect inner transformation within ourselves. And the only way to transform others is transforming ourselves. It's through Limud Achsidis. Tayre Bridir und Schwester, my dear brothers and sisters, Yud Shvat Tovshim Pei Beis, the time has come for us to reclaim the essence of Chsidis, of Chsidis Chabad. What did we ask for? What did we yearn for? What did we want on Yud Shvat? We wanted as the Rebbe's Ozogna Maimer. We wanted the Rebbe should deliver a Maimer. He delivered a mimer. In Tovshim in 1982, and with this I'll finish. I know I put everybody here to sleep already, but I'm used to that. It's okay. You know, in my shoulder was a fellow. He's not alive anymore. His name was Herman. He used to snore during my sermons. It was almost like music at some point. One time I was walking up to the pulpit, and I heard him snoring before I started. I turned around. I said, Herman, I didn't even start yet. He said, Rabbi, I trust you. <laughs> I'm used to speaking to a camera. It's one of the gifts of COVID. My dear friends, and the, the Mimer Tovshe Membez, 1982, that corresponds to the 12th chapter of Basi Ligani, 
the Rebbe spoke about the Maimer Bossi Ligani. And he said, this is the Maimer that the Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe gave us to learn on Yud Shvat. And he said, and even more so in the years that would follow. In the 12th chapter, the Rebbe later on in that Maimer speaks about this idea that every year corresponds to a different chapter. And that there were 20 chapters in Basiligani, and that now he was at chapter 12 for the second time around. The Rebbe said then that the letter Chof, Chof is the gematria of 20, that the letter Chof contains within it, in its double form, an allusion to Geula, to redemption. Lech Lecho says the Yalko Chimaini. Two Chofs, the emphasis not on the Lamed, but on the Chof, Lech Lecho. A Chof is a double letter. It has a small Chof and a long Chof. It represents Geula. The letters, Menatzpach, certain letters represent Geula because they are repeated in the Hebrew alphabet. And the second time around, the Rebbe spoke about Eis Yud Beis, the Rebbe said that the Chiddush, that the novelty of the 12th chapter of Bossi Ligani is that oir, that light, or as we refer to it in academia, effulgence is me'ein hamoir. That light is symptomatic or reflective of its source. Oir is me'ein hamoir. If there's blue light shining on my face, it's because there's a blue source, or at least a blue film that the light is shining through. The light carries with it the markings of the luminary of its source. The Rebbe says that the Chiddush, the novelty, in the Friedrich Rebbe's Maimer, although he references a Maimer in Teirah of the Alter Rebbe, Vaira Hasheni, the Chiddush is... That or ain't safe, not the or of the infinite, the infinite light, the endless light. The or ain't safe contains within it infinitude. Infinitude. You ever see infinitude? <laughs> if I bumped into infinitude, I would say, excuse me, I'll keep walking. I don't even know what it looks. What is infinitude? What does that mean? We are finite creatures living in a finite world, surrounded by finite reality and definition. What does infinity mean? What does it look like? How does it express itself? The Rebbe simply says that because or, because light, the rays of light are me'ein hamor, the solar light will bring with it the properties of solar energy and the lunar light will bring with it properties of lunar energy because such is the nature of light. My dear friends, the Rebbe is a moir. The Rebbe is moir. The Rebbe is the source of light. The Rebbe is a luminary. The Rebbe is the sun from whom energy, endless and boundless energy optimism, inspiration, insight continue to beam forth. Oir, the Rebbe is my morim, is the Rebbe's oir, the Rebbe's unique light. In the publishing house that the Rebbe founded by the behest of the Friedrich Rebbe and headed 
the Maimarim are called Koivetz Shalshelas Ha'oyr, the chain of light. A mimer is light. A mimer from the Rebbe. A mimer of the Rebbe is light. And it is me'ena mohir. It is, it is in the image of and it carries with it the properties of the mohir of the luminary itself. And it is beligvu. It is infinite. For whilst we are a finite number of chassidim, we're a finite number of Jewish people, or for that matter, a finite number of humanity that inhabits the planet. And each member of humanity must be touched, moved, uplifted, and inspired by the Rebbe's Torah. It's a finite number. But as the Rebbe once explained, that the in of tzedakah bligvul, to give tzedakah in a limitless way, the Rebbe said, what does that mean, tzedakah bligvul? How could you give tzedakah in an endless way? A person only has so much money in his bank account. And the Rebbe said that the answer is, if there will be somebody in need, you will be there for them. That is an infinite kind of commitment. The Rebbe's commitment to us was infinite. The Rebbe's Maimorim contained within them an infinity. Wherever you are and whoever you are, in any time or place, if you horeve, if you toil in the Rebbe's Maimor, you can find light and inspiration. And yes, you can change. That is the only change that we should believe in. Let us not be a spindle. Let us not be a spark. Let us not be a splinter. Let us not be tick-tock chassidim who get fired up with a moment of inspiration, with an idea of light. But rather, let us be chassidim chabadim, rebbe's chassidim. As the rebbe's chassidim, we demanded, we begged, we pleaded. We wanted a mimer. The Rebbe gave us thousands of memorim. It's a fabrengen. A fabrengen is a time to say l'chaim. A fabrengen is a time to recommit. A fabrengen is a time to experience inspiration. Not, not in a social media splinter style here today, gone, forget tomorrow, five seconds later but rather to affect inner change, permanent change, lasting transformation. Brothers and sisters, chassidim all over the world. Learn chassidus, let us together learn the Rebbe's maimarim. A maimer from the Rebbe, a maimer can't be learned once. Dafas learn an emol, an atzvetemol, an adritemol, an afertemol. You learn it once and twice three or four times, you're still learning it. You review it, you repeat it, you discuss it, you contemplate it. And ultimately, it penetrates our darkness. And it lights up our life. L'chaim, my friends. L'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim to you all. May we be the kind of chassidim that the Rebbe deserved. May we be the kind of chassidim who will live with the Rebbe's chassidus, who will absorb the Rebbe's message, become Nadesh Lahoyer, true sources of light and illumination to transform the world and to usher in the realization of the Rebbe's dream and vision, the coming of Mashiach 
in our time, Bimheira, will be Amenu, Amen, Lachayim.